This episode of Grease the Polls is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet $5 on any sport and win $200 in free bets instantly. All you need to do is sign up with the link in the description, and you'll get $200 instantly after you place your first bet of $5 or more. Everyone could use some extra betting money, so don't let this opportunity go to waste. And with that, let's get into the episode. What is going on, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Grease the Poles. It was another Sunday, another win for our birds. Uh, they are in their 12th of the season, 12-1, and one, after just completely dismantling the New York Giants, 48-22. to 22. Um, Fellas, I'm running out of words to really describe what I'm seeing each and every Sunday. Um, we, we simply just don't have anything to, like, complain about ever, so... I mean, I, I really am, I'm just, I'm lost. I don't know what type of, you know, praise to even give them anymore. We talked about Jalen Hurts. We talked about the offense, the defense. I mean, every position, they've just exceeded expectations by a mile. Um, really, for me at this point, I think the only the only way I can describe what I'm seeing in, in this Eagles team is they're simply not only the best team in the NFL right now, but... Based on the stats, and, and we know stats don't lie. We're not stat sexuals, but we know stats don't lie. They're the best Eagles team I've ever seen. And that's I know that seems like a stretch. We won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. That team was a team of destiny and this, that, and the third. But just from a pure talent standpoint, the coaching, the creativity on offense, the way they get after on defense, the way they just run teams off the field, especially recently, which is – a scary thought in itself, the fact that they're peaking right now in December. Um, that's the only logical thing, I think, to describe this Eagles team. What say you guys? Like, Am I am I crazy for even saying this is the best Eagles team of all time, or am I on to something? I don't think you're crazy. I mean, I'm sure there, someone will be screaming about a team from the 50s or 60s in the, in the YouTube comments or whatever, or you know, however we find ourselves uh, on the Internet. But I, I will tell you this. This is, I mean, this is a historic Eagles squad right now. Absolutely. Now, if you want to say, I mean, if they, the, the only way in my eyes that they can fully eclipse that 2017 team is if they do end up winning the Super Bowl, just because, I mean, I mean, that's just how you go ahead and you do it. That's the goal. But at the same time, this is at least on paper, watching week in, week out, like people have been talking about how the Eagles peaked too early. They were saying that. In September, they were saying that in October, November, and now they're saying it in December. They've been saying the Eagles have been peaking too early. I feel like still we, I, I guess we're starting to peak now, which is ridiculous considering how this on paper to a lot of people before the season started, there were a lot of question marks, and then everything has just fallen into place almost immediately in week one. And then, of course, a couple other pieces coming together. Uh, towards uh, you know, towards the middle part of the season, and now, with you know only a few games left in the year, we're playing our best football. That was the most we've beat the Giants by since 2014. I want to say 27 to nothing. That was ridiculous, yeah. and 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 I mean that of course was not the Eagles team that we know today. This is a much better team that we're watching right now, and it's it, it's hard to even put into words. Like I don't even want to watch other football. Like, because if I'm watching other teams play, they're less good 
than the Eagles. So I feel like I'm just watching lesser football. It, it almost feels like an Alabama. This must be how an Alabama feel or an Alabama fan feels. Just all right. Yeah, we go out, we win most of the games that we play, and uh, pretty much shit on everybody along the way. And that's what's been happening. And I I can't describe it. I really can't. It's just. It continues to happen. We predict a win. The win ensues, and then we just move to the next week. It's it's unprecedented. Yeah, I I feel like I I I'm also kind of at a loss for words with describing this team too. Uh, the only word that comes to mind, frankly, is dominance. They're dominating every aspect of the game, even even special teams. Lately, they've uh they they've turned it around. They didn't give up that one blocked punt, but. 48 to 22. Absolute laugher. Uh, I the the over under for the game was I think it was a uh, 45 and a half. I took the over. The Eagles cleared the over on their own. So, that was nice. I it, Yeah, it, it it's they really are I think up to this point in the season the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Personally, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh so I, I I remember some some other teams that maybe you guys don't. So I I mean yeah they're they're just something else. They I, I described in the preview episode that we did last week just the gulf in talent between the Giants, the Eagles, and how I felt like that was why I was pretty confident that they were going to easily cover the spread of seven points. I mean, yeah, and it was just so, so stark when you just watched how easily they moved the ball down the field, how they just held the Giants at will. Like, they did whatever they wanted on defense and offense. It was complete domination of a of a division rival and, you know, a team that, yeah, the, the Giants aren't that great. They, they kind of suck, if we're being honest. They have a bunch of guys that would be like practice squad guys wide receiver and a lot of other teams. But that being said, they are a well-coached team. They they will hang in there with you if you let them. And this is a team that they don't let that happen very often. When they do, they're still in a position to win the game late. Uh, we've seen that in the past. I, I really, I'm blown away by how good this team is. And yeah, it does kind of almost suck to not have anything to complain about because it's always fun to find stuff to complain about. But I also just enjoying the uh, just the com- the complete and total obliteration of every opponent that steps on the field with them is also pretty nice too. So yeah, Fra- yeah. Frank, I, mean, I was hoping you were going to go with the Seth Joyner approach there and just kind of just could be, and find a way of find. But I, could do you, do you guys think Seth Joyner could have even found something to complain about? I didn't watch the post game show. I didn't hear anything. Is it even possible to find a single thing to complain about on either end of the ball? I I don't think so. I'm sure he probably found something, you know, oh, why did they let him get into the 20s? A great team would have won 48 to nothing. Uh, Shut up. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, it's like the the best part about it for me was like the Giants coaching staff absolutely knew what was going to happen. I mean, if anyone watched their pregame 
uh, press conferences leading up to the game. I mean, Brian Dable literally laid out exactly what was going to happen to him, and it came to fruition. Uh, Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, literally asked a reporter if he had any ideas on how to slow down A.J. Brown. And clearly, Martindale himself didn't have any ideas. Uh, Brown went, what was it, four or five catches, 70 yards, and touchdown. I mean, just another day in the office. Um, the Eagles can just beat you in – a multitude of different ways and that's really why they're so scary for any opposing team they face it's you know you want to stack the box I mean we have two pro bowl receivers and the you know odds on favorite to win the MVP throwing the football uh you want to you know back up and and play coverage well we also have the best offensive line in the game and arguably the best running game in totality in football um same thing on defense right like we had one little um issue and that was run defense we go out get joseph we go out and get sue jordan davis gets back no longer an issue past two weeks saquon and derrick henry got a total of what was it 50 60 yards on 20 attempts you know it's two and a half yards per carry that's it's nothing against two of the best running backs in football um so you can't play the possession game you can't keep up with us because First of all, our offense is already explosive as hell, and our defensive secondary is about as good as it gets in the NFL. Um, there's just not a hole. You know, you just go up and down this roster, all 53 guys uh, in every position, all 22 positions. It's like, where where is the, the area where you try to exploit um, on offense or defense? There just isn't one, right? Like, even losing Dallas Goddard hasn't even affected us. Shout out Ground Calcaterra for getting two catches on the opening drive. That was that was nice to see. And Jack Stahl gets in the action. Like they don't miss a beat. They just don't miss a beat. They're they're a well oiled machine right now. And there's like there's just nothing to complain about. And I'm like oddly like comfortable, you know? Like I think we talked about it before, like usually whenever we're this good or just kicking the shit out of teams, like it's there's just this thought in the back of your head that's like this is all going to end. This is all going to come <laughs> crashing and burning down, and you're going to be suicidal for months afterwards. But, <laughs> like, I just don't have that. Well, I don't have that thought. Like, I'm I'm ready. To, I, I just – I don't see – as Conway, you know, says all the time, I don't see a loss on the schedule. And that's just – you know, I, that's just how it is. And, like, it's pretty fucking sick, and I'm, I'm happy about it. So talking about – well oiled machine and why I think you feel that way and why we all kind of feel that way, I think comes from Jalen Hurts. Everybody saw the the screen grab of him on the sideline, just staring like a like a dead-eyed sociopath at the field, just thinking about what he was gonna do next. Well, they were already comfortably ahead. Not yucking it up, not having fun. He is he's like the shark from Jaws when they're describing him. Just like just completely calm as he tears you apart, and it's it's beautiful. We've never had a quarterback like that. Even back in 2017, when Carson Wentz was lighting it up, he was like kind of like a wild card a little bit. Where you know he was he was the Bronco. Yeah, yeah, or like a I, I almost like a poorly trained dog, like a poorly trained Labrador Retriever. Whereas <laughs> Jalen Hurts is like a great white shark out there. It's too bad we already have a quarterback that was nicknamed Jaws as an Eagles franchise because I think that that would be a good nickname for him. He is just vicious, and you don't see no emotion. It's it's beautiful. I love it. 
Dude, he really is a stone cold killer. And the look, every once in a while, I like when I sit down to watch the games, I do feel like I'm going I feel like I'm throwing on a movie almost. Or like I'm going to binge a series like, "Oh, what like what fun little thing are, are we doing today?" But, you know, there are some moments late at night when I'm alone and and I'm in bed and I think to myself like, "Is this is this even real?" Is it, <laughs> like can this last? It, it, are we fraudulent? And then I just pull up Jalen Hurts highlights and I fall asleep like a baby. I mean, it's just it's it's that simple, really. It's it's how good. I mean, he's obviously incredible, uh, but also just the team around him. Obviously, responding to him as a leader, responding to Nick Sirianni as a coach, and just kind of coming together as a locker room in a way we haven't seen since that 2017 team. We really haven't seen a level of camaraderie and a level of chemistry like we do right now. And obviously that's helped by Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown being literal like brothers from another mother at this point. Like they're, they're fan, They are fan, as family as family gets without actually being related. And then you bring in the offensive line who made a fucking Christmas album. Uh, track reviews. We'll, we'll be doing a full album review. The track review, meh. We'll, we'll 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 break it down. We'll do a the full hour slap. on the. Yeah, the first we'll, one really we'll, hit hard, and now it's I'm just waiting for the whole thing. No, yeah, exactly. Like that was. It's like that thing when you eat a little bit when you're really hungry, and that somehow makes you hungrier. That's what that first one was, and then I kind of, and then I got my fill. But regardless, that's a total tangent from the fact that Jalen Hurts is the MVP in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, I don't care. I mean, look. All I'm saying, if if Patrick Mahomes wasn't if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes putting up Patrick Mahomes numbers, would we be saying he's an MVP over Jalen Hurts? I would personally, I would say no. I think the deciding factor for a lot of people is just that it is Patrick Mahomes who's in the running against Jalen Hurts right now. Even though Jalen Hurts is the clear favorite, he's the betting favorite minus one fifty at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use that code to go ahead and. I mean, that would be kind of a waste of money to bet on it now, but. Yeah. I digress again. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I say MVP of the league. I don't think it's particular. It's not that it's not close, but I don't think right now there's any other choice that that anybody has. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, you know, there's always a debate every single season about like what does MVP even mean, right? Like, is it the most val- like is it the most valuable player, or is it the best player? Is it the best quarterback, right? Because you know, always goes to quarterbacks. Um, for me, it's just who's having the best season um and to me that's Jalen Hurts like he hasn't had a bad game he hasn't had a bad game um dude has you know 20 touchdowns or or almost 30 total uh to three interceptions I mean that's insane it's insane his completion he's completing eight uh 68 percent of his passes his passer rating is tops in the league um every pro football focus metric has him as a top five quarterback I mean He's the best player on the best team in football, and I just think that's kind of what wins you the MVP most of the time. Unless you just have a crazy record-breaking season like Mahomes had a couple years ago or, I mean, the year Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000 coming off that torn ACL. Shit like that like obviously deserves uh, recognition. But this year, I, I mean, I don't see a player playing at the same level as Jalen Hurts on a week-to-week basis. Every quarterback that's in that running, whether it's Mahomes, Burrow, um, Tua for a little bit, but Tua has had back-to-back terrible games. Um, they've all had their bumps along 
the road this season, but Jalen Hurts hasn't. And even in the game where we lost, I mean, even Eagles fans who are, like, perpetually pointing the finger at someone during every loss, um, I didn't hear many of them blame Jalen Hurts, you know, because he didn't really deserve blame for that loss. Uh, I mean, the guys fumbled it. There was a lot of stupid penalties, and that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a bad game. He's the best player on the best team in football. Like, like the Eagles win so handily with him and, and what Jalen Hurts is doing that it's, like, almost not even interesting anymore. Like, we're so good that we're not really an interesting topic to talk about because for the longest time, a lot of pundits, you know, circled games where we would get exposed, right? And in every single one of those games, we were the ones that exposed the other team. You can talk <laughs> about the Vikings week two. You can talk about... The Titans just last week. You can talk about the Giants this past week. Um, you know, the Colts coming off their win with Jeff Saturday, feeling real nice, but ended up coming back down to earth against us. Uh, the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. People were saying Cooper Rush should be fucking benched for Dak Prescott. But we've pretty much put them all in their place when a lot of people thought we were the team that was going to get exposed during those weeks. And... Like, yeah, we're like that. Like the best compliment I can I can give anyone is they're so perfect that it's just not even interesting. And that's kind of what the Eagles are. They're just so good that it's almost not even interesting at this point. And like that may sound like a slight, but it's really not like there's just nothing. There's just nothing interesting to talk about anymore. They're just so damn good. They run through everyone. Um, And, you know, that final test really comes down to Christmas Eve. And that's where I mean. Circling back to Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts goes in there and plays lights out and we ended up running away by two touchdowns or more against the Cowboys, I mean, the MVP is his. And I don't think it's – like, he could win it or lose it in that game, depending on how Mahomes or Burrow continues to play. But, yeah, I mean, he's the favorite for a reason, you know. Vegas is always right, most of the time, at least. Vegas knows. Vegas Vegas has always known. And, dude, like, here's – you're you're so right that, like – they don't want to. They don't even want to talk about the team because there's. It's not like oh they're good, but it's like oh they're good, but is uh you know is the locker room gonna have issues? Uh, obviously not. They're good, but they had like X Y Z happen. None of that's going on right now. Like all they wanted to do was talk about the Eagles when we had potential, and then basically saying like okay they have potential to be good, but they're going to end up failing anyway. And they're saying Jalen Hurts, especially as a passer, was not going to develop. And especially passing for the pocket, because we all know what he can do. We all know what he can do with his legs, making plays with his legs, throwing on the run. But his passing from the pocket, this is my favorite graphic I saw all game. And there are a lot of really great graphics just showing the disparity between the Eagles and the Giants or the Eagles and the rest of the league uh, during the game on Sunday. But Jalen Hurts passing from the pocket, his NFL ranks this season as of Sunday, completion percentage from the pocket first, TD to interception ratio first, and rating first. I mean, like, what the, what the fuck, right? Like, <laughs> like, they went, he can't do it. And he went, I'm going to do it better than literally anybody else in the league in a year. In a year. What the fuck is that? Like, that's actually ridiculous that he just went, okay. You guys think I can't do that? Well, it turns out I'm actually the best at it. Sorry. Yeah. Figure that one out, folks. 
Like, and it's it's so great to be because I'm not gonna lie, guys. Jalen Hurts in college, I wasn't a fan of Jalen Hurts in college. When we drafted him, I was like, "Fucking really, Jalen? What the fuck is this about?" It was like a bomb went off. I was like, "Do we not care? What's the problem?" And then, I mean, as soon as he started, like, he won me over immediately before I even knew that he could be a good passer. Before I knew he had it in him. When I was like, these questions. So it just showed, he did, like, he just completely spoke it into existence. He worked his ass off and made it into existence. And the rest of the teams responded. I mean, we've got great players on this team. We always have, especially this year with some great additions, with another year of Spitty, all of that. Like, it's coming together so beautifully. Like, uh, who are we playing on Sunday? Uh, the Chicago? Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, like, I, is that worth talking? I mean, we're going to talk about it <laughs> later, but is it, like, it's almost not worth thinking about. Like, I like I, I not that I'm going to miss the game, not that I'm going to go do something else, but, man, it, it, it really is just like, it's not a chore, but it is like a routine. It's like I'm sitting down to watch Game of Thrones every Sunday night at 9. Like, it's the same thing where it's like something great is going to happen. I'm going to be entertained every single time. And uh, there's no stress. Like, normally, Eagles game comes on, Sixers game. I get a little knot in my stomach that kind of then settles down throughout the rest of the game. Uh, nothing of the sort this year. It's really ridiculous. It's beautiful. Uh, before, So I want to cut you off. Right? Oh, yeah, Just one fine. more point on Jalen Hurts. Um Look, I think every great quarterback has an X factor, right? And I'm not going to sit here and argue that Jalen Hurts is, like, the most athletically gifted quarterback in the league. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that physically can do what Jalen Hurts does, right? Um, my example is a guy like Kyler Murray. Um, physically, one of the most talented guys in football, but you look at their attitudes, and it's like a night and day difference. And to me, Jalen Hurts really – is the NFL's version of what Kobe Bryant was in the NBA. Like Kobe Bryant was never the biggest, the strongest, the fastest guy, but the dude is just relentless in his pursuit of greatness. And sometimes that's really what separates the, the good from the great players. Um, I mean, you know, as much as I'm not a, a Tom Brady fan, I mean, the dude is not the most physically gifted quarterback, not by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like, if that was all it took to play quarterback, Cam Newton would be the best quarterback of all time, right? Like, it's just it, – there's so much that goes into it, and Jalen Hurst just has it. And it's just – it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. He's my, he's, he's my man crush. Like, I'm not even going to front. He's my fucking man crush, and I don't have any, you know – So – I don't care. I don't care. I'll so, say it. I don't have any. So, Brian, are you unequivocally stating that Jalen Hurts has Mamba mentality? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does. I mean, like, literally, because, like, he's just, yeah, Kyler Murray theoretically could come in here and do what Jalen Hurts is doing. But would he have the entire team playing this way? Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. I mean, look at his receivers. You got DeAndre Hopkins fucking – I was watching the game last night. I was like, how do the Cardinals have this many good wide receivers, right? They have fucking Robbie Anderson as their fourth guy, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. Like, they have six guys on the roster that are all starters. And their offense is fucking stinky doo-doo shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good. So, you know what I mean? Like, he just has that if factor. And I know that's 
been hard. That was like the thing about him coming out of college, and that's what everyone raved about. And sometimes that's kind of a sign that maybe this guy kind of sucks. But um, when you work as hard as Jalen Hurts does, and you are like just kind of relentless in that pursuit of perfection, uh, this is what you get. And it's not even to say that he's not like physically gifted. Obviously, he is. But um, you know, no one's gonna peg him as having the strongest arm in the league, or even being the most mobile, right? Like Lamar Jackson probably checks that box. Um, but Jalen Hurts is just a fucking dog, and uh, sometimes that's what you got to be in the NFL to win the guys over, right, especially. So, yes, he does have mama mentality. I will say that. All right, glad we could clear that up. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I feel like I get weirded out when people start talking too much about it factor, too, and I remember that being a big thing with him coming out of college. And the reason why I think I'm so averse to people that are like, oh, there's something special about this guy. You, you, can't, you can't see it on, on film, but if you're in the room with him, blah, blah, blah. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow 100% ruined it factor. Uh, and even as late as like last year, people were trying to compare Jalen Hurts to Tim Tebow. But Disgusting. Realistically, Tim Tebow... Not not even remotely close to having anywhere near the same arm talent as Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it is funny to see a guy who... And again, I think this goes back to that whole dead-eyed sociopath thing that, you know, I was talking about earlier. The, he, he just has it. He's, he's got it. You know, he's a, he's a stone-cold killer. And I think the guys in the locker room know that about him. They respect it. And I think when he says stuff, they listen. Whereas there's other guys that are, you know, might be goofballs or whatever, or not 100% as serious as him, that if they came in and tried to say that, like, if Kyler Murray goes into the lot, and by the way, did we ever find out how, how bad is that injury that he took on Monday night? Torres ACL. He, he's done? He oh, Jesus. So, uh, he's not going to be doing this anytime soon, but say he took out a step, no. a step stool and he climbed up on it. And he told the guys, you know, hey, we're all going to, you know, we're going to do this, like, blah, 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 try to give a rah-rah speech. I don't know if anybody's following him, but Jalen Hurts is a guy that, because you know he's putting in the work. Just look at how, how much better he's gotten over the past year. Uh, week to week, he's gotten so much better that I think there's a certain level of respect that comes from that. So, Yeah, and I'll put, I'll, I'll, I'll put this in, a, in terms that some people might understand here. If Jay Cutler had Jalen Hurts' attitude, he'd be the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm sorry. He would have all the passing records. He would be – Chicago would win multiple Super Bowls. Like, that That would have been – I mean, that was it. But instead, dude had a cannon and was like, I'm going to be this, I'm gonna be a, a, a shithead for like a decade. Made a ton of money doing it. God bless him. But – I mean, it's that just shows like you, talent only gets you so far. Really, only gets you so far. And yeah, it factor. You're 100 percent right. But Jalen Hurts has got it. This Eagles team has got it. It's, I mean, it's just a it, it it's a sight to see after like years and years of suffering and going through you know horrendous heartbreak across all the sports in this city. This fall in general. Has really been obviously with the with the Phils with that fairy tale run, and now the Eagles with not so much a fairy tale run as a strategic uh, demolition of of the entire National Football League. It's I mean 
there's there's really not much to complain. Not that there's not much to complain. There's nothing to complain about. There really is nothing, and it 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 fucks my head. It really does. <laughs> like it, it it really does. Like I remember when it, when a victory Monday was was a rare thing, or if not rare, it was something that oh man, we really escaped by the skin of our teeth. That got my adrenaline going. Not that Jalen Hurts shitting on everybody isn't going to be pumped up, but we haven't escaped from the jaws of defeat, you know, outside of outside of that indie game. And even then, I knew we had it. So, like, I mean, what a, what what a life we're living. This is definitely this is a bizarro Philadelphia that we're experiencing right now. It's it's kind of like it's jarring to be a part of. Yeah, and the thing is, is like. <clears throat> especially since we did experience the high of winning a Super Bowl and then the low of, you know, crashing and burning back down to earth. Like, Immediately. I think, like, we're completely justified in just reveling in this moment, you know, because we know how hard it is to get here and we know how fast it can fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that that's how we're, this is going to play out, that we'll win the Super Bowl and then crash and burn, because I think, you know, I, I think Jalen Hurts has proven that he's definitely a steadier hand than Carson Wentz was and that, you know, everything else that goes into it, especially Howie Roseman learning from his mistakes. But, yeah, I mean, like, cherish it. You know, we don't see this that often. This is rare stuff. And, like, it's not – like, it's really not even a crazy idea to say, hey, we might be watching the best Eagles team of all time. You know, it, it's just – it's not it's not a crazy thing. And, like, for those who want to – you know, maybe, I don't know, take it for granted. Uh, I suggest you don't do that <laughs> because we don't know how long this will last. We don't know what next year holds. I mean, hell, we could be in World War Three next year and there's no more football if that happens, right? So, yeah, I mean, you never know. Well, never radioactive know football. Holds. Radioactive, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I was gonna say they could do like a like something like uh, like a league of their own where they have the women play football, but then I was like, but everyone's going to war now. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like anyone's staying home. This is everybody's in the mix on this one. So, yeah, yeah. we cherish it, people. Really cherish it because we could be you could be halfway to Baghdad this time next year to 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 load up and 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 go God knows where. So. Okay. Enjoy this Eagles season. Uh, enjoy that. Uh, you know, if, if after you listen to this, go back and watch the highlights from Sunday one more time, because uh, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, you like. All right, this is really. Uh, uh, this is definitely a, a, a an aside here, but like, you ever have one of those just like random ass thoughts, and you're just like, wow, like that is just out of nowhere, and I don't even know why I thought about Pretty it. Pretty much well, all my I thoughts. I had one. Yeah, well, I had one when I was at the Green Bay game a couple of weeks ago, right? And uh, have we we've all seen The Dark Knight Rises, correct? We've all seen that oh, movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So like, I'm just in the stands and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, like this kind of uh, in a weird way connects back to like you know cherish this moment. But like, I'm just thinking like you know like, what if a terrorist just blew up this field? <laughs> and they they all <laughs> like and the Eagles cease to exist. You know what I mean? Like. Like that, like I know this is this makes absolutely no sense, and like I I know I sound like a crazy person for saying it, but like that's the type of shit where it's just like, hey, cher- cherish the moment, right? Because in the end, no matter how stupid or crazy that thought was, it brought me back in to be like, you know what? 
that's not going to happen, right? Like we're watching this is Eagles football. This, I mean, this isn't this isn't Hollywood. This isn't Bane's not here, right? Like certainly. Well, that's the, the you don't aren't know. Here. But what no. if he is, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I mean the League of My Shadows are League of Shadows for a reason. <laughs> so the you never know. Rising brother. That honestly, I'd be pretty. Angry. <laughs> I would be pretty. That'd be kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of sick. It would be, be kind of sick if Bane showed up and like. He, Maybe he just like came to give like a halftime speech and then blow up the stadium like that. Would that would be, really be preferred, dude. I think about that every time I'm in a stadium, and every time I'm like, yeah. I mean, this could be it. Like, <laughs> it could be it. I don't hope it's not it, but it could be it. You know. So like, yeah. I mean, you know. Long story short, um, cherish the moment, guys. The Eagles are fucking awesome. Twelve and one. Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP, and hopefully in February. We're talking about a fucking Super Bowl, you know? Fingers crossed. Uh, so let's, you know, let's talk about the Chicago game a little bit. Um, look, Chicago is Chicago. Not very good. Uh, they're still really bad trying to figure even. out the whole, the whole I'm, yeah, I, I would even, yeah, I would call them bad. Definitely <laughs> bad, actually. Um, you know, they're still trying to figure out the Justin Fields thing. Um You know, I don't even know who, like, I know their defense has some players, right, but. They don't have Cleo Mack anymore. Robert Quinn's here, even though he's on IR. He's he's here now. Roquan Smith. I mean, they have a couple of young pieces, but like, and they're coming off a bye week. We can never we can never discount the you know the bye week refresher that some teams get. But um, you know, are, are any of us really sweating this one? I th- like I know from the fans' perspective. We're probably all really looking forward to the week after, right? Christmas Eve, Dallas, really the game of the year for us. Um, but I also know for certain that Jalen Hurts and company are not doing that. Um, and you'll even hear some reporters, you know, kind of poking and prodding, trying to get them to talk about that matchup. Um, and none of them are. Or they all kind of just redirect it back to, hey, we got Chicago this week whatever whatever right um and on the other hand i have seen some cowboys players already talking about the eagles game so they just they don't shut up about the eagles the cowboys do not shut up about the micah parsons talking about the eagles every week it seems like he wants to be be obviously there's like vic's written at least three articles you can of course read those at the libertyline.com of course where all of our writings are as well but fucking christ like shut up Focus on your own team. Like, I don't give a f- I do not think about the Cowboys. I have no reason to. That's like, I, I, like, I do not concern myself with garbage. Like, I see it on the street, and I walk by, and I forget about it. And that's what, that's what happens whenever I see the Cowboys on television. Because I just, I see it, I move on, I forget <laughs> about it. So, uh, the, for them to be so terminally obsessed with our franchise, just like so many fans of other teams, of, uh, too, around the league... They will not stop every little thing. They try and find something to tweet about the Eagles. I'm like, guys, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't tweet about the Eagles that much. You know, I do not tweet about the Eagles as much as people that don't like the Eagles tweet about the Eagles. It's fucking ridiculous. And it has to stop. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that by beating Chicago, of course, and then I don't want to look ahead to Dallas, but I'm strictly looking ahead to Dallas with the statement, we can shut them the fuck up. On Christmas, yeah. that would be my Christmas gift. I would take, I would take every gift I got from a fa- from, from a family <laughs> member. Hey, if my grandmother gives me money, I'm gonna return the items. I'm gonna get money back, and I'm gonna give it. 
I'm going to give it to the homeless. Like, I, I don't need anything else on Christmas if we beat the Dallas Cowboys. We can get deeper into that next week. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, Oof. Um, are just they're, – they're, um, they're, they're not good. They're bad. Yeah. So I'm 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 kind of stuck. I'm kind of stumped on like really what to do here because I don't really care um, if they're on a bye week. I don't care if Justin Fields can run almost as well as as Jalen Hurts. I don't care that it's going to be like a high of 29 during the game. Like none of that matters to me. It's like, oh, they had another week to watch us kick somebody else's ass. People have, like teams have watched us do that all season long, and they still haven't figured out a way to stop us. Matt Aberflus is a good head coach. He is not gonna fucking figure it out. He's not. He's not going to. So I'm not. I mean, I say this every week that I'm not concerned, but I keep forgetting who we're playing on Sunday. That's how unconcerned I am about the Chicago game. I'm. I'm like, is it is it Dallas week yet? Wake me up. Like like this is just. I mean, it's a speed bump. It, it is, is is what it feels like. It just feels like you got to kind of slow your roll a little bit, get over it, and then hit the gas. So can I give you one more reason to not be concerned about the Chicago Bears? Mm-hmm. And it's Justin Fields related. There's an article in the Chicago oh. Sun-Times came out today, uh, you know, titled um, Eagles Loom as Monumental Test for Bears QB Justin Fields. This is the first paragraph. Despite throwing two interceptions as the Bears' comeback bid crumbled against the Packers in his last game, quarterback Justin Fields felt great about his overall passing performance. Can you imagine a situation where the Eagles lose a game and Jalen Hurts feels great about his performance? No. So Justin Fields, I think, is a fine quarterback for the most part. Uh, Under the right system with the good offensive line he could do well but he's he's I I I, I don't think the Bears are taking this seriously I, I don't think I think that they're looking at it as a measuring stick game I'm sure they'll come at it hard for all things considered but again it comes down to the same thing with the Giants it's up and down the roster who's better the Eagles 100% and you have a quarterback who's just happy to be there and Justin Fields is he really going to light the Eagles up? I don't think so. Come he's on, so fucked. Yeah, he is so. Yeah. Fucked. He's screwed. He is going to get. He's going to get lunched in the backfield multiple times. Hassan Reddick, who had double digit sacks on Sunday, is going to add another plus one to the tally at least. Like I'm just, I'm feeling. I'm. I, I'm not. I'm not. I feel good. I feel cocky. I feel like what's beyond cocky? Like I don't even know what that is. Like to the point where I don't even want to insult the other team because I just know we're so much better than them. It's like it's condescending. Weird. I think like condescending. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna be a I'm a condescending asshole when it comes to this game. Like I I think it's so cute what they're doing. I love how they run the ball around and I think it's adorable. But like this is a man's game. This is a game played by men. And uh, Jalen Hurts is a man. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata. Everyone else on this team is a grown ass man. So, except for one guy, but we'll get to him a little <laughs> oh, bit no. later. Yeah. We'll we'll get to him a little bit later. But I mean, this is it, it's going to be. Do I think it's going to be as high scoring as the Giants game? No, just because it's going to be cold. I do think it like it, like I think that'll kind of lend itself to running the ball a little bit more. Uh, 
so kind of longer drives, but I do think we're going to go ahead and we're going to win handily by two touchdowns or more. Like I'm not, I'm not even sweating it. I'm really not. And I'm calling, yeah. this is, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. We have so much time until between then and now so many things could happen, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that I can like kind of make it, you know, a quote-unquote test for the Eagles um, as if they need to pass another test in this area coming off the last two weeks. Um, Chicago is the best rushing offense in football. They average the most yards per game, most yards per carry. Um, I think they have the the most total yards, too, even. Um, So, you know, everyone talks about Derrick Henry and and Saquon and what we were able to do to them would be just – Kind of like cherry on top. Because I know like people don't even really think of Chicago as like a prolific running team. But um, you could have stopped it. I don't think people think of Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. I don't think people really think of of the Chicago Bears often. Um, You know, we've already talked a lot about Justin Fields, and he's really the whole focal point of that rushing attack. Um, So, you know, just as this three game stretch where we played, you know, King Henry. Then Saquon, and now the statistically best rushing offense in football. If you can close out this three-game stretch here without letting a thousand-yard or a hundred-yard performance from either or any three of these teams, um, then there you have it, right? Like I, I don't know what else they would actually have to do to like silence any doubt that they've turned a corner and run defense. So, you know, there's my little tidbit on on. On the why why this game kind of does matter, I guess. I mean, every game matters. Yeah. Who am I kidding? But you no, know, yeah, like, absolutely. Trying to find interesting storylines for this one because I know there, no Chicago is not. There is nothing interesting about this game. We are winning. <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, by by game's <laughs> end, there, we'll probably be sitting there again. You know, feet You're up. Like wow, we held the Bears to one rushing yard. How did we do this? Like, <laughs> I mean, that is really how yeah. it is. We we set up a test. We do set up a test every week. We're like, all right, they got this. How are they going to handle it? And they've they've uh, they've replied more than more than well, uh, incredibly every single week to that challenge. Uh, so I have no reason to believe uh, that they're going to be any different this week. Another week of Jordan Davis getting healthier. Uh, shout out Brooke, Doctor Rami's PR. Uh, PR officer over there, uh, big UGA fan was letting us know. Uh, so I'm riding with Jordan Davis. I'm riding with the Eagles defense. Like I'm just not. I'm just I, like I'm. Lo- I, I I look around for something that's gonna make me nervous. I like I. It's really crazy how um how far this team has come <laughs> without making me remotely stressed. Like outside of that Washington game, which everyone knows was a fluke. You know, everything you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, we just came back better, and uh, we're gonna continue. I'm not going first for my prediction. I'm not doing it again, even though if somebody wants to go, want first, to go first, yeah, first yeah, go ahead, take us away. Uh, before I do that, just one other nugget: Dallas Goddard is eligible to come off the IR. This Shut week, the hell so up. We could get Woo! him back. Um, well, then that'll be fun. Obviously, we won't learn about that until probably tomorrow. The day this is released. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to throw it out there just so, you know, 
we'll be at full strength. Just you know, it's another day in the office. Doesn't oh wait, matter. we haven't but, been. I- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, our top five tight end has has been missing the past couple of weeks, and we haven't missed a beat. It's, it's pretty fucking sick. Mm. Um, all right, score prediction. Score prediction. Um, I still think we're gonna put up points. I mean, it was shitty weather in New York, and playing on that turf, it's real slippery, and it was raining the whole time. The Eagles seem to have good traction, uh, so I don't think that'll change when they're playing on grass and presumably, you know, sunny twenty-nine degree weather. Um, classic, I don't, I classic mean, Chicago I mean, day game weather. It's it's not like the Eagles aren't built for this type of environment, right? Like, there's another game on the docket this week, and it's Miami going up to Buffalo for I think it's a Sunday nighter. Uh, it's supposed to snow. And be in the twenties, and I think Miami is fucked for that game. Good like, luck, Tyreek. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Tua. Honestly, I'm oh. praying for his health in that one. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I still think the Eagles will put up points. Um, I, I, I really don't think Chicago is going to be able to do much offensively. Um, wouldn't shock me, honestly, if Justin Fields was able to break one, just because he kind of does that every week. Um, but. Overall, it won't be enough because he really can't throw the ball. They run a really pedestrian passing game. And at the end of the day, if we have one goal of stopping the run, I mean, Fields will not beat us with his arm. He's just not at that point in his NFL career. He just won't do it. Um, so my final score, I'm going to go 29-10, to 10, Eagles. All right. Nice. That's, a, that's a solid score. You want to go you next? Got, you want to go next, right? Oh, yeah, I'll go next. Okay. No, <clears throat> no, you got it. All right, so I've done a lot of analysis of this over the past. Uh, how long we talked about this game? Like fourteen minutes now. So I feel like you know what the one thing I want to see this Eagles team do. The twenty seventeen team did it. Uh, I want to see. I want to see a fifty burger. I want to see yes. this team put up. 56 points against this Bears team. I want to run them off the field. I want I want people to be fired for how humiliating a defeat it is. My score prediction is 56 to 20 because I think there's just going when you have that much scoring, like we're going to have like all the, you know, backups are going to be in. They'll I'm sure Justin Fields will run around, you know, break maybe a long touchdown at some point, but I, I really I want I want fifties I want fifty six to twenty that's the score that I'm going to be happy with. Two again, two people fired in three weeks. That would be amazing. Unreal. I think that would be Unreal. history. We'd that have would to, have to yeah. be history. Like, right? What else? Like just another another feather in our cap as the best team in the NFL. Like we're literally getting people holster. fired. Literally getting people fired. They'd have to change the team name to the HR department. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, when you play the Eagles, expect to call on Monday. Expect to call. <laughs> coming up to the office. Bring your playbook. Bring your playbook. <laughs> oh, man, Frank. I saw, you know, when I saw Chicago was coming up this week, I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice to drop 50 on their ass, you know, en route to another fantastic uh, season for the Birds. But I'm going no. I'm going in the 30s. And uh, like I said, our defense is going to be staunch. Uh, it's going to be thirty-three to three. Oh wow! 
You can absolutely book that. Triple threes? Triple yeah, threes. yeah, 33 right. to 3. They will not score touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. I don't know if I can bet on that, but I'll put $10 on that right after this. I mean, I'm not made of money. I think you can bet on that. I can bet on one yeah. team to not score a touchdown? That I, feels I know like you something. can bet on no touchdowns scored. I'm sure then they would game. extrapolate that out to uh, – It would make to, sense um, for them to have. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they've got Be- something like that. Especially with the Bears being in the league. I don't think they've got any props out yet on the game. But no, no, those aren't gonna come out till probably Wednesday. No, we're 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 recording this way early in the week, so. Oh no! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see here. So three for three. I mean, we we haven't missed a beat this year. We've all predicted wins. Yes. every single episode, and well, all well, except wa- one. Washington was the one. Um. Let me see here. Let me take a look at the Bears. Well, the Cowboys beat the Bears forty-nine twenty-nine. Cowboys are terrible. Yeah, the you know, Commanders beat them twelve to seven. Was that early? Like, was that with Wentz? Was that with Heineke? No, I think uh, it might have been with Heineke. So uh, Ryan that was Carson Wentz with ninety-nine yards passing for Carson Wentz that game. <laughs> oh Jesus nice. Christ, he's so bad. Oh my God, I remember that game. Now I'm thinking <laughs> about it. It was like a Thursday. It was like a Thursday nighter. Probably you know one of the. I think it one of was. the uh, many Thursday night fucking shit shows that we've seen this year. I think that was. Yeah, that was. No. So Ryan, you October could get 13. Yeah. on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get uh, Chicago Bears total points zero to ten for plus three seventy. So I said I, I I want three. Exactly three. <laughs> you want you want to be able. That's to, not like, bad. Oh though. yeah. So you know. Can I work that into a parlay? Can I go that? I'm sure you probably Dylan do. Hurts. You probably do a single game. Dylan hurts 300 yards rushing, probably. Like be a hell of it's, a parlay. Be, it's lots of threes there's, there. That's be unreal. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man. Like, look, I do like to analyze. You know, sports. I do like to break it down. But when it comes to the Eagles, it's almost like not worth it like not true but like you know what i mean like it's like they're so good just just look just all you need to do is just look and you'll see how yeah. good they are and uh I, I i know you guys look and uh clearly we are we're all in agreement on how good they are oh yeah yeah i mean they passed the the eye and the stat test you know like what you're seeing is correlating on the stat sheet and Sometimes it doesn't work out like that, you know. Sometimes maybe your eyes are deceiving, or the stats will make you think maybe we're better or worse than we actually are. But no, I mean we're first in like fucking everything, and uh, <laughs> we look it, you know. So yeah. it's like pretty, oh, yeah. pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, if- but I'll tell you what's not pretty cool, guys. Oh. And oh, this no. will, this is what we're gonna close out this Ugh. this episode with. Um, like one of our one of our beloved Eagles players is in grave danger, and I grave know what you're danger. probably thinking is grave danger. Was he? Was he being held hostage? And yeah, kind of. Um, so for any of you who have been on you know, the timeline over the past couple of days, you may have seen uh, our beloved Britton Covey, who, is, who has very much turned a corner as a punt returner. I want to set the record straight there. Looks like a legitimate punt returner. Um, but as it turns out, his wife, who, uh, as she will not hesitate to let you know, is a bit taller than him, um, she has a TikTok, you know, and um, she uh, she also doesn't hesitate to let you know that Britton Covey is very short. Uh, he's 5'8", all right, 5'8", 
you know, technically is an average height for an American man. All right. So I wouldn't fret if I was Britton Covey, but um, she's been on TikTok and has really just emasculated our boy. Uh, the first one that made the rounds, she's laying in bed with him and just says, you know, when your boyfriend's 5'8", but he plays in the NFL and, play, and, and pays your bills. All right. All right. I mean, I get it. Like, you're trying to be funny for the girls. We get it. You know, that's, that's all right. But the next one that really has me concerned for Britain, um, I don't even know if there was text on this video, but it's just her holding him like a baby boy. Le- his legs wrapped around hers and she's just literally kind of like just bouncing up and down like he's just a little baby boy and his head i mean you can't even see his face i'm sure he's just wait like if i were britain i would have hit my face too so i don't even really blame him for that but um she is just she just i don't know this woman i don't know this woman i don't even know britain covey i don't know either of them but like this seems like mental abuse and you know i i want to put an end to it because you know, talk about toxic masculinity all the time, guys. Everyone talks about it. It's, it's the buzzword of the year, right? But I think this, I, I think these females need to take a step back here for a second and then kind of recognize she's shitting on, uh, you know, our bro, bro, they play too much these days. They really be yeah. playing way too much on their phones. It's like, and that video that of him being carried like a little baby says when you're an inch taller than your husband. That's it. Okay. When you're an inch yeah. taller than your husband. And that when he's 5'8", but plays in the NFL and pays my bills. Like, I don't care how solid a relationship you have. I don't care if you know it's a joke. You hear enough, hey, he's short, and I'm not really that into it, but he's rich and, and pays for my shit. Uh, is not the, you're, you know, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. <laughs> not that anyone has ever said that about me, uh, but I don't think they ever will. Mostly because I'm not in the NFL. I'm not know? in the NFL, and I'm not 5'8". But, I mean, th- this is like, oh, my God. It's a crime against humanity, what she's doing to this guy. Like, he's turning a corner in his career. He's making plays. Like, this could fuck up the locker room chemistry for all I know. Next thing you know, Fletcher Cox finds out Britton Covey has a wife, and then everything goes out the window. Like that's a, like, like this is fucked up, man. Like this is look if the oh. Eagles go on a skid, if we go on a skid here and somehow don't lock up the number one seed, whatever she's getting blamed for it, it can all be traced yep. back. I'm blaming her, Covey's wife. And I, I, I want, I want this, I want to put this out in the universe, right? If that is what happens, right? Say this dude starts muffing puns left and right. He's just in his own head. Starts Ben Simmons, you know, goes on a Ben Simmons-esque fucking downfall and just forgets how to play. And the Eagles somehow fall out of the number one seed. Um, She will be the most, especially in Philadelphia, will be the most hated NFL wife in the league. And never in my life did I think that pedestal would be taken from Patrick Mahomes' wife. Never. I never thought that would happen. I never thought anyone could be that annoying. But it'll you just you just can't like 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 what you were saying, Ryan, like look, if you're in a relationship and like you joke about that kind of shit personally, like I don't take that kind of shit personal. I'm okay with joking around, you know, 
with your wife or girlfriend or whoever and just kind of like shooting the shit. It is what it is. It's kind of endearing almost, right? When you can kind of make fun of someone and it's not really like yeah. personal. But like TikTok, you know, come on. Like she's blasting in public. You're, you're your cloud chasing. Cloud. We're cloud chasing now. Come on, she's man. She's blasting like, in You don't need publicly. to do that. You don't need you don't need to do that. Like Covey's Covey seems like a really nice guy. What did he ever do to deserve All right. getting shit on for his height? Right. I mean, he's a, as far as I'm concerned, absolute short king. And I, and Britain, if you're listening to this, if you're a Grease the Poles listener, I just want to let you know, my line's always open, dude. If you need help, text me. We can talk. We'll figure something out on the side. We won't make it public. All right, I promise. Absolutely. So just to be clear here, is I, I think that – I, I am also a Napoleon-esque gentleman. Um, I'm I'm five eight, so also just like just like Britton Covey. So, you know, you, you you get razzed about your height sometimes. Uh, maybe you buy shoes that are a little bit taller. You round up to six foot when you can. You know who never did this? Who was an inspiration to short guys everywhere? Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles yes. was five foot six. Which would be a full three inches shorter than Mrs. Covey. And guess who never got rocked like a baby in an internet video? Darren Sproles, Eagles legend. I a real man. can't imagine. I, maybe it's maybe it's my insecurity or about it or whatever. Maybe it's because I'm too fat for any woman to do it. Uh, I, I can't imagine ever having a woman <laughs> that's only a little bit taller than me make a mockery of how, how short I am in a video. Uh, also, to be clear here, there's there's a strong possibility that uh, Britton Covey has, has a, a weird R-crumb-style fetish for large women that carry him around places. No. Which brings a whole other disturbing acts, uh, aspect of this into the light. Which I, don't, I don't need to see this part of your relationship. I don't need to know what's going on there. I don't need to know that you <laughs> like to get carried like a baby. I, uh, bury to it. Each their own. Bury it. To each their own, but privately, please. Thank you. Whatever happened to shame in this country? Nobody's we, ashamed of anything anymore. We, defund, we need more shame. We need to pour more money into the Catholic school system, not the priests, but just the school system in general that teaches right. children to be full of shame and afraid <laughs> and hidden. Uh, no, I, I, I it, it's hard to, it, it's, you lost me there, man. You lost me. I lost my, I lost, I lost the thread a little bit, but it's okay. What I, I just get fired up about this because, you know, again, short guy, I'm seeing another short guy is just, you know, get, get absolutely made fun of for being this short. Is a, this is a victim impact statement it, right here. Exactly. This important. Yeah. This Frank's is doing important work. Me too. I'm the, I'm, <laughs> me too, Frank. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing one of those speeches where I'm, I'm telling the story about how this impacted me as, as, a, as a short guy. I don't take it that personally, honestly. Uh, I, I do think there's some weird stuff with the relationship that... Uh, eh, maybe it's not even weird. Maybe I'm weird for thinking it's weird. But again, this goes back to, why am I watching it? Why is she publicly blasting him for being short and again five foot eight not even that short i'll i'll be the first guy to tell you because i'm five foot eight not that short normal height you're not the, that short at all you're the perfect height 
for pretty much every car that's built because everything's built for people that are like around 5'9"-ish. So, you know, you're right there. You're the Some would say 5'8 is the perfect height. You can fit in the suits of armor at the museum. Exactly. From back when people were you too can... malnourished to grow tall. Hey. Exactly. Yeah, it's all there's and a then, lot of good and, stuff and there. And you can fly uh, fighter jets too. You My can. one buddy wanted to join the Air Force. Uh, they said no. <laughs> They're like, you're not going to fit in the plane, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, now Britain Covey's um, wife's making fun of us for being too short, and robots are taking bullshit. away. Robots are taking away our fighter pilot jobs. It's a it's a it's a rough time to be five foot eight in this world. <laughs> it's fucking. But here's the thing, like you said, Frank, like five eight's kind of average. Like she's just tall, you know. Like turn it back on her. What if I think Britain should make a TikTok account? He's big. Look at this fucking tall motherfucker. Look at this fucking. L- look at know? this giant. Look at this fucking giant. Fucking like, look at these shoes. How many cows do we have to kill to make these shoes? Oh, my God. Look at them. Oh, my God. I know know that, you know, as much as as short dudes kind of get a little insecure about that, tall girls definitely get a little insecure about that shit, too. And if she's taller than 5'8", like, she's pretty damn tall. You know what I mean? Like, that's tall for a girl. And I don't have no problem with it. I'm not, I wouldn't shame her, you know? I, I don't care, you know? Like, short, tall, whatever, you know? Love is love at the end of the day. But come on. Come on, no, you know, you know, like just don't do my boy like that. Just don't. He didn't do anything to deserve this. And if it is a weird fetish thing, look, I'm not one to fetish shame. Whatever, man, do you teach their own? I don't really give a fuck. But uh, yeah, I mean, just don't five, eight, just don't be blasting you know? your man like that. Like what? Like what happens if they break up? Then where TikTok's gonna be about? When your man then is what? broke as fuck and can't yeah. even be as tall as you oh but it's okay because <laughs> he's so small he can live off of a single bean that he cooks and cuts like oh one of those God. little little mice in a cartoon cuts, you know like, is, yeah is that is that what we're gonna say next like that's dark, you know man. as a again i i am not insecure about my height napoleon was was a full inch shorter than me and he conquered most of the world well most of europe didn't end well for the him. world. No, let's. Oh no, let's not say that. <laughs> um, no, you know, like yeah, there's no wrong being nothing wrong being being five foot eight because again, you're in the Goldilocks no. zone. You can put lifts in your shoes, and you can be nearly six foot tall. Which, hey, Britain, maybe do that. Billy Joel's like five foot four. He sold so many records. Come on. Yeah, you see him hey, getting rocked like a baby. He probably did. He's. He, I can imagine him doing that. Actually, he drinks a lot. Maybe. <laughs> that explains it. That, that explains does. It. That does. Um. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers out to Brittany Covey. Um. Look, man. Honestly, <laughs> fucking reach out, dude. Reach out. Reach out, bro. Uh, we'll, we have we'll you. I can talk. I'm I'm good, dude. Most of my friends come to me for advice. I swear to God, I'll give you good advice. I swear, up and down, I will give you. I'll give you good relationship advice, dude. You know, I I swear. Um, all right. Enough about enough about that. Are, are, do we have any final thoughts here before we close out this episode? I, I got fired up there talking about talking about that. I'm not gonna lie. No, dude. Yeah, uh, when I was writing my blog or, or, or about it earlier today, I was like tense i was like fuck this shit man like 
just no need, man. Oh, There's dude, nothing I had a he friend, could do about it. I had a friend, like, uh, it was his birthday party, and these there, there were these two girls there, and one of them, he's like 5'6", and one of them was like 5'2", and her other friend was like 5'10", and they were like joking about my, my friend being short, and I was like, no, you're not going to do that in front of me. Like, <laughs> You can go do that outside, but you're not going to do that right now. I am staunchly defensive of the short kings of America. I Thank think everybody you. else should be, too. Thank everybody you. should be. They're a national fucking treasure. Yeah, especially when they're in the NFL, like that's that's amazing. Like, what the fuck? That's that's even more of like a, an achievement. If you are under five nine and you are on an NFL roster, and like taking meaningful snaps, which Covey does, he's a punt returner. Um, yeah, I mean that's even that's to me that's more impressive than you know obviously a six foot four dude who's looks like he came out of a fucking laboratory making the NFL. You know what I mean, like. Just let my boy be. Just let him return punts, you know? Let um, him live, bro. Let him fucking live. Let him fucking live there and just fucking return punts and, you know. Honestly, though, if he ret- like if he breaks off a touchdown this week for, like, a punt return, um, and then uh, then maybe 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 something's happening. I'm going like, to need him to be getting working. carried around to and from the stadium. Yeah. Like, like, I'm going to need <laughs> his feet will, to never my touch will the change. ground. I, I, I want him – I want his girlfriend – at the locker to hold him up like like a baby. And I want her back to be to the media and his head to just be propped over and all their mics to just be at his. <laughs> she runs out of the tunnel, you know, just carrying Just him. holding him. Just has him in a baby <laughs> Bjorn. In his, full, in his full uniform, just carrying full him out. Uniform. Full uniform. Dude, she'll be like, a that's... team employee at that point. She'll be on the payroll, and then uh, she can pay her own bills. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. then and then there now she's go. just got a 5'8 guy. Full circle. Yeah. It comes full circle, you know, and then the uh, world is the world is once again at at peace with itself, you know. Equality. That'll be the, that'll be the day. Love it. That'll be the that day. That will be the day. That will be the day. Um. All right, guys. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun episode. Go birds. Uh, they got Chicago this weekend, and then obviously, you know, we're all we're all anticipating. Uh, the Cowboys matchup on Christmas Eve. We have a special guest coming on next week too, who um, well, I'll just say he's a Cowboys fan, so that that'll be fun to talk about with him. Um, but all right, everyone, thank you as always for listening to this episode of Grease the Polls. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, uh, LibertyLine.com, wherever you get your shows. Um, you can find us on social media at Grease Polls Pod on Twitter and TikTok. Um, and then obviously I already mentioned libertyline.com is where we create all our content. That's where we post our shows, all the Eagles, Sixers, whatever tickles your fancy. We probably have it. Even if you don't like sports, we probably have written something on what you're looking for. Um, so go over there and check us out. And, uh, once again, everyone, thank you for listening. Go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds.